Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, I Did It My Way. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 9, verse 30. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. What are the five blessings that flow from salvation? Assurance of God's love. Peace of conscience. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Increase of grace. Persevering to the end. That means you die in the faith. Those who drop out and those who do not persevere, they are atheists. They were pretenders. They were frauds. They are weeds. True people of God persevere to the end. Turn to Romans 9. Beginning with verse 30, what then shall we say? This is a summary statement. What then shall we say that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it? A righteousness that is by faith. But Israel who pursued a law of righteousness i.e. a work righteousness, a law-keeping righteousness, which was a grand delusion, has not attained it. Why not? See, intellectual interest in understanding the gospel. Why not? Always read and ask questions. The scripture is reasonable. It gives you reason. Why not? What is the answer? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. So, salvation by works or salvation by faith? So we come to the second point. God's salvation ekpisteos by faith. We considered salvation by works and now salvation by faith. But God in the Bible has revealed a way of justification by grace through faith. Faith in Jesus Christ who perfectly fulfilled the law as God-man, the sinless one. He fulfilled God's perfect law as our substitute and representative. Friends, if you are a Christian, you should be able to articulate on what basis you are a Christian. If not, you are not a Christian. You will drop out. 
unless your faith is built on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. There is rain coming down, there will be storm, there will be wind, and there will be a what, sir? A great crash. Because you didn't build upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin became sin for us. That in him, that is by faith in Jesus Christ alone, we must become the righteousness of God. A righteousness of God without keeping the law ourselves. Because helpless sinners, ungodly enemies of God, we cannot keep it. So we need a righteousness apart from the law, without the works of the law. So Galatians 3 verse 21 is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. So that tells you the intention of the law when God gave it. It was not to impart life. It was designed to kill you. When the law came, Paul says what? I die. It is meant to kill the arrogant and the proud. And knock you down. That you may look to Christ alone by faith and be saved. Thank God there is a righteousness apart from the law. Romans 321. But now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the Bible testify, the law and the prophets testify. So all along, God's plan was to save us through the Messiah Jesus Christ. Or Romans 3.28, for we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the observing the law. There is only one who could observe the law, he did. Romans 4.6, David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Philippians 3, 9, and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. A righteousness of God. Not a righteousness God demands that we must produce. That was the misunderstanding that tormented Martin Luther. He didn't understand it. And God finally gave him the understanding. But a righteousness God freely gives to be received by faith. 
So in 1505, Luther at, at age 21 abandoned a lucrative career in law and joined the monastery of Augustinian hermits at Erfurt. He was not interested in academic studies. He wanted to be saved. So he fasted. He did penance. He did menial jobs. He confessed for hours until they told him, get out. Come to us when you have something real to confess. He beat himself. He was ready even to die in order to be saved from the wrath of God against him. He was the best monk. He was trying to earn his salvation. He was on the road of law keeping yet every day going away from Christ. The vicar general John Staupitz, his spiritual advisor counseled him to study the Bible. Oh, what a great counsel. Study the Bible, sir. I give you the same advice. Study the Bible. He read Romans and he made the happy discovery of the righteousness of God which God gives to all who believe in Jesus Christ alone. He believed and he was saved. The Gentiles had no interest in the righteousness of God. They did not pursue it. They were the outcasts. They lived an immoral life. Yet you read the book of Acts. When Paul preached the gospel, they believed. They grasped it eagerly. When the righteousness of God was offered to them as gift. They were declared righteous on the basis of the imputed righteousness of Christ. What they did not pursue, strive for, seek, they obtained. They laid hold of the righteousness of God offered to them in the gospel. The last became the first. So you read Acts 13 verse 48. When the Gentiles heard this, heard the gospel, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were ordained for eternal life believed. Friends, the same thing is happening today. The first will be last and the last will be first. Every day, every time we preach, we are offering a righteousness of God to be received by faith. A righteousness of God, God demands, but he gives it freely to be grasped eagerly by faith. I receive it. I believe in Jesus Christ. They heard. They believed. They were glad. They honored the word of the Lord. They received eternal life instantly. They knew they were ordained by God from eternity to be saved. Because, friends, if you believe the gospel, it is because you are ordained from eternity to be saved. 
God opened the heart of Lydia. She believed and all her household. The Philippian jailer under the conviction of sin cried out, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You will be saved and all your household. And they believed. They were saved. They were baptized the same night. They became members of God's church. Friends, get rid of all your work righteousness, your pride. Get rid of that heap of your filthy rags. It stinks before Almighty God. They are dung. They are refused. They are lost, says Paul. Turn away from your way. Come to God in God's way of repentance and faith. He will clothe you with the glorious robe of Christ's righteousness. And you will be justified. You will be saved. And saved forever. And you will have access to the very presence of God. And you will come with confidence. Question 33 in Westminster Shorter Catechism is this. What is justification? Justification is an act of God's free grace wherein he pardons all our sins and accepts us as righteous in his sight only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. Friends, if you don't understand that, you are not a Christian. I hope you will get a little booklet called Westminster Shorter Catechism and start studying, memorizing, meditating, understanding it so that you can make your calling and election sure. The whole Old Testament promised a Savior, a Messiah. It didn't promise a salvation by law-keeping. A Messiah who was to suffer and die and be raised again. That repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached to all nations. As I am doing now. A Messiah who suffer and die for our sins and be raised again. Christ died for our sins and raised for our justification. The whole sacrificial system. Pointed to Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Christianity is a bloody religion. Because the wages of sin is death. And somebody must die. But who is that somebody? God sent son of God incarnate. Jesus Christ our Lord. The Jews rejected Christ and his atonement. They tried to justify themselves by their own good works. They failed. They did not obtain what they pursued all their life. The first became the last. Get off the way of works. Get on the way of faith. God's way. 
follow the way of publicans and the harlots. Because Jesus said they enter the kingdom of God ahead of you. So Luke 18, we read the prayer of the publican. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. What he said was this. I rely on the blood of the sin offering sprinkled on the mercy seat for the forgiveness of sins of those who broke the law of God. I do not trust in myself. The publican said, I trust in the Messiah. And Jesus tells us he justified him and the publican went home justified. Christ instantly removed his heavy load of guilt and he went home rejoicing. And you read Luke 7, the prostitute, the town prostitute. Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. That is faith in Jesus Christ. Go in peace. And yet there was Simon the Pharisee. His sins were not forgiven. He was not justified. He had no peace. This is the tragedy. Look at the thief on the cross. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. That means he believed in Jesus. In his death and resurrection, he believed in his kingdom. He believed Jesus was sinless. He believed Jesus was the Christ. He believed Christ's death had a saving purpose. He confessed his sins. He believed in Jesus as his Savior and Lord. And Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth. Amen. Amen. I say unto you. Today you will be with me in paradise. Don't sing the song. I did it my way. Sing the chorus. I did it God's way. The way of faith, sir. I believe in Jesus who has become my righteousness, holiness, and redemption. I believe in Jesus who has become my salvation. The law of God tells us two things, sir. The law tells you, obey God's law perfectly and you shall be declared righteous. You shall be saved. The only problem is we are sinners. We cannot do it. Oh yeah, you cannot do it. Only the son of God, the sinless Messiah could do this as our representative and substitute. Therefore, the law says something else. Look to Christ. Look to the Lamb of God. Christ is the end of the law. So that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Look to Christ. And be saved all the ends of the earth. 
Friends, it was this faith in the Messiah that saved the most wicked king of Judah, Manasseh. You read Second Chronicles 33. And it tells you this, in his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself. When you see God, you fall down. In his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. The Lord, eternal God, almighty God, infinite God was moved by his humility, by his supplication, by his prayer. And God helped him out. Friends, there is no other savior. Jesus is the savior of the world, the Samaritan said. No one else can give you victory over sin, over law, over death, over hell. And you read 1 Corinthians 15. The sting of death you fear is sin. The strength of sin is the law. Law cannot save, it aggravates, it increases our sin and guilt. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Victory over sin, victory over the law, victory over death, victory over the devil, victory over the world, victory over hell. Tell me if you have another savior who can do this. Then he says through Jesus Christ, that is the exclusivism, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Why is this so? Because he alone took our sins upon him. He alone fully and perfectly kept the law. He alone died for our sins. He by his death destroyed our death. And his resurrection proves the efficacy of his atonement. So now we can say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So to us to live is Christ and to die is gain. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. They will rest from their labor. Come to him all who are weighed down with sin and guilt and fear of death. Believe in Jesus and you will be saved forever. John 5, and let me read to you. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent to me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life instantly. The rich man in hell could not cross over. You cross over while you live. 
while the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, while you are hearing the general call of the gospel, you cross over now. Now is the accepted time. Now the day of salvation. Thanks be to God. Praise God. Worship God. Serve God. Why he has given us victory. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift of his son Jesus Christ. Our only Lord and only Savior. Listen to this hymn. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save. And thou alone. Listen to this story. First spoken by Dr. Barnhouse. And then boys and others. About a young girl in the slum of London. During the 19th century in the worst slum district of London. There was a social worker by name Henry Moorhouse. One evening as Moorhouse was walking along the street, he saw a little girl come out of a basement store carrying a pitcher of milk. She was taking it home when she was a few yards from Moorhouse. She suddenly slipped and fell. Her hands relaxed their grip on the pitcher and it dropped on the sidewalk and broke the milk ran down into the gutter and the little girl began to cry as if her heart would break Moorhouse quickly stepped up to see if she was hurt he helped her to her feet saying don't cry little girl but she kept crying repeating my mommy will whip me My mommy will whip me. Morehouse said, no little girl, your mother won't whip you. I will see to that. Look, the picture is in broken in many pieces. As he stooped down beside her, picked up the pieces and began to work as if he were putting the picture back together. The little girl stopped crying. She had hope. She came from a family in which pictures had been mended before. Maybe this stranger could repair the damage. She watched as Morehouse fitted several of the pieces together until working too roughly, he knocked it apart again. Once more she began to cry and Morehouse had to repeat, Don't cry, little girl. I promise that your mother won't whip you. Again, they began to the task of restoration, this time getting it all together except for the handle. Morehouse gave it to the little girl and she tried to attach it, but naturally all she did was knock it down again. 
This time there was no stopping her tears. She would not even look at the broken pieces lying on the sidewalk. Finally, Moorhouse picked the little girl up in his arms, carried her down the street to a shop that sold crockery, and bought her a new picture. Then, still carrying her, he went back to where the girl had bought the milk and had the new picture filled. He asked her where she lived. He carried her to the house, set her down on the step, and placed the full picture of milk in her hands. Then he opened the door for her. As she stepped in, he asked one more question. He asked one more question. Now do you think your mother will whip you? She said with a great smile. Oh, no, sir, cause it is a lot better picture than we had before. Nobody can put this Humpty Dumpty back together again. So we read, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old is gone, new has come. The law cannot save us. The law works cannot put the Humpty Dumpty back together again. The law reveals our sins. The law was not given to impart life. The law points to Christ the Savior. The law points to the way of faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Friends, Jesus came to seek and save only sinners. Not the self-righteous. To seek and find the lost. Jesus came to heal the sick. The publicans and harlots are entering the kingdom of God. They are justified. They did not seek the righteousness of God. But they obtained it. Friends, my prayer to you is that you pray. The sinners pray. And go home justified. And go home to your God. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you. We learn the first became last. The last became first. Not many mighty. Not many noble. But you have chosen things that are not. The nothings of the world. And we praise you and thank you. For seeking the nothings. And you have found us. And you have made us new creation. Clothed us with righteousness of God. Our nakedness. Is covered up forever. Thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory over sin, over law, over death, over the world, over the devil, over hell itself. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, 
I Did It My Way. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.